I something you know. I, I've been preaching on faith for years, and uh, you know, I talk about faith a lot. Um, but something's just struck me this week. Someone said that if um, if we didn't have a devil on this earth. We would ask, and we would immediately have what we asked for. You imagine you're in heaven and you need something. You're only going to have to say, I need a new settee or I need a new um, whatever you need in heaven. And the next thing, a couple of angels are there at the door with it and delivering it. What I'm saying is that heaven and earth are like connected. They're, 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 they're similar. What I'm saying, Jesus prayed that thy will be done, thy kingdom come in, in heaven as it is on earth. And so the person made this comment that if it hadn't, if it wasn't for the devil, the devil is putting the resistance in. The devil is stopping our prayers. And so I, I thought, yeah, that's true. I can understand that. I can see that in heaven, we're not gonna. There won't be any weights. There won't be any. Everything we ask for, we'll have. Or let's put it this way: here on earth, the will of God is that the whatever we ask for in prayer, we would have it immediately. You know, God's will is that it be on earth as it is in heaven. And so the problem is, so, so, where did, so the reason that faith comes in, and in Timothy he talks about the fight of faith, is that we need to exercise our faith to overcome the resistance the devil puts up against us. Look, I'm being honest with you guys. I don't know everything from this Bible. We are seekers after the truth. And so um, that's why we have discussion after what I've preached. I, I'm prepared to back off things I've preached in the past if I don't think they're accurate anymore. I'm a hunter for the truth. Because if I recognize, if I find that truth, that truth will set me free. And so I'm just going to share some thoughts about faith. 
And um, here it's in here in Mark chapter 6 it's very interesting scripture. It says uh, Mark chapter 6 and uh, Jesus goes back to his own hometown. It, it says that Jesus, verse 1, it says Jesus uh, left there and went to his hometown accompanied by his disciples. When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue and many who heard him were amazed. Where did this man get these things? They asked, what is this, what is this wisdom that has been given him that he that even does miracles? Isn't this the carpenter? Isn't this Mary's son, the brother of James, uh, Joseph, Judas, Simon? Aren't his sisters here with us and they took offense at him? And Jesus said, only in his hometown, among his own relatives, and in his own house is a prophet without honor. And then he said, he could not do any miracles there except lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them. And he was amazed at their lack of faith. So, these, you know, we recognize that Jesus, had, you know, is the Son of God. Was the Son of God back there. In other accounts, tremendous miraculous power flowed from his hands. But right here, these people shut him down because of their unbelief. My question is, why didn't he just do it anyway? You know, many religious people just teach that just Jesus could just do anything it Anything he wanted, wherever he wanted. But here, their unbelief stopped him. And so, here down on this earth, for us to receive things from God, we have to believe. If we don't believe, or if there is unbelief, it stops God's power. Now, uh, the, the way that affects us is that we receive according to our faith. So we need to make sure that we, exit, we do things that build up our faith. Because we don't receive just because God wants us to have it. 
Защото ние не получаваме от Бог, просто защото имаме нужда и Бог иска да ни го даде. Some people think, look, I'm needy, I need this thing so badly, and they beg God and they cry and they wail. понеже те имат нужда, и ако отидат да плачат пред Господа и понеже те са в нужда, Бог ще им отговори. But it's almost as God saying, look, I want to give this to you, but unless I get the right quantity of faith, I cannot transmit it. И Бог стои на тях и ги гледа, че се мъчат и, и казва, много искам да ти го дам, но ако не ми дадеш вярата си, с която да работя, не мога да го доведа до тебе това нещо. You see, if God was motivated by just need, all of the power of God will be going to India and the Most poorest places in the world. But you remember that in scripture that Jesus said he said he he who has even more will be given to him. But he who doesn't have even what he has will be taken away from him. And I think so often I, I, I get into this situation where I go, Oh God, you know I need this, oh why don't you give it to me? Yes, I spadam някой път в такива ситуации и моменти, когато почвам да прося от Бога и казвам, О, Господи, имам нужда от това, защо не го даваш? And eventually people get just frustrated with God and they think, well, God is just... God is just... Now, they don't say this, but this is what they really think. They just think, God is irresponsible. <laughs> or, or God is just mean. Или той просто е такъв стиснат. God has all this power, he has all this ability. He's supposed to be good, he's supposed to have love. And here's all my needs and all my problems. And it seems like God can't be even bothered to do anything for me. And that's what one of the reasons people come to church and they eventually get disappointed and they think Forget God, I'm just going to do it on my own, my own strength. And so I recognize afresh the importance of faith. And so another scripture, just to back up what I've said here, is in 1 John chapter 5. Uh, sorry, 1 I think yeah, one John chapter five or not the uh, the letters of John. And uh, and uh, it says, "This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith." Let me find it here. It goes. Yeah, here it goes. It says, um, verse, 1 John 5, verse 4, For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world. Even our faith. Who is it that, believe, who is it that overcomes the world? Only he that believes Jesus is the Son of God. So here we're talking about overcoming the world. 
which seems to me that means getting having you know the world is either overcoming us or we're overcoming it so either sickness and disease is getting us every year or we get or we're free from sickness and disease or when it does turn up in our families it's quickly gone Either we are overcome by fighting and squabbling every couple of weeks, or we overcome that. Either the poverty comes in and every now and again stops us from doing what we need to do, or we overcome that. You know, if our visions that we have for our churches, if we die with these visions, are unfulfilled. The world has overcome us. And when we get to heaven, it won't be, it'll be Jesus go, well, what went on? What happened? You know, we say in English, it won't be well done, good faithful servant. It'll be well. What happened? (laughs) And so, the fact is, we, we believe that Jesus left... Jesus said, the works that I do, you can do also. Jesus is saying, look, I fulfilled everything God told me to fulfill. And consequently, you can do whatever God has called us to do. And so for us to overcome the world, in the sort of day-to-day business, it's, it's, it's to you know, overcome the circumstances that we're in. But in the long term, it's to have the, the, the glorious church that Jesus is coming back for. The building up in Malakanari. The building finished in Sadanaga. The new building in Shakira Mahala. The international, the, the massive football team in Stilipanova. Vision that God has put in us. But we have to use our faith to believe that we've received everything that God wants to give us. You know, God's desire is for a church in Malakanari. God isn't broke. I mean, the streets are paved with gold in heaven. But for some reason, God isn't doesn't seem to be unable. I don't know. We have to use our faith to withdraw from the heavenly bank account. 
So here to overcome the world, we have to use our faith and exercise faith. Um, John Wesley said something very interesting. He's a, John Wesley is an English guy that started the Methodist Church. John And he said something very interesting about prayer. He said it appears that if, God, if, if someone on earth doesn't ask God to do something, Like nothing will be done. And what we've got to realize is that we have authority on this earth. And so often the reason we pray, even though God knows what we what we need before we even ask him is that a, a human mouth has to speak it out. Very interesting that Jesus to redeem mankind had to be born into a human body. The redemption of man couldn't just be achieved from heaven. It's all tied up with the authority that Adam gave to Satan in the Garden of Eden. And I don't want to go into all of the ins and outs of it because I... But all I know is that we have to exercise faith here on this And really, we have, well, we have lack, and uh, we have, we have, we we have not because some. The Bible says we have not because we ask not. But we also have not because we haven't exercised enough faith. And we can't do anything about the past. But going into the future, we need to focus in on our faith. And I'm going to give you some scriptures now and we're going to look at that. But the big problem is when people are sitting around going blaming God for stuff. And uh, saying, you know, because ultimately it says, you know, you just don't know what God's going to do. It's all down to God. Why doesn't God just do something? To be honest, it's really all down to us. Now don't get me wrong, God is able to do sovereign acts. And He does do sovereign acts. He does intervene in the laws of nature. But we need to, the Bible says to overcome the world, we need to use our faith. Without faith it's impossible to please God. 
And then there's another scripture. Other scriptures I'll say, the Bible says, only belief, all things are possible for him that believes. Let's look at that scripture, Mark 9, 23. It says here, um, you know, Jesus came down off a mountain and he sees his, his disciples are failing to cast the devil out of a young boy. And if you read it in all the accounts, it, it shows that the disciples just didn't have enough faith to cast this thing out. Jesus gets rid of this devil and says everything is possible for him that believes. It seems that somehow we have to exercise this faith in God for him to be able to move on our behalf. Jesus, um, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the gospel accounts, there's probably about 20 individual testimonies of Jesus healing people. I'm not saying, you know, Jesus healed thousands and thousands of people while he was here on this earth. But often it says the multitudes came to him and, he, and, he, and all who came to him were healed. But then he, then he homes in on different accounts like, you know, the woman with the issue of blood. Um, Jairus' daughter. There's a list of all these different miracles. And it's almost as though that the you know the gospel writers are writing these down. These are specific things that Jesus did, and they, they teach us stuff. There's only one account of a miracle where it, it seems that the person who had the miracle had no faith whatsoever. And that was the guy by the pool of Bethesda with these five waiting for the angels to move the waters. And Jesus just walks up to him and says, hey, do you want to get better? He doesn't have any faith at all. He's talking about he hasn't got anyone to throw him in the water when the water moves. And Jesus gets him healed. Or he heals him. Every other, virtually every other case, it's according to your faith that it be done to you. Jesus asked people, do you believe I can do this? 
He's constantly got faith in here. Even in the account we just read, this guy said, I think Jesus asked, uh, let's look back at there, 9, it says, um, it says, uh, yeah, it goes, um, yeah, yeah, it says, uh, it says, immediately the boy's father claimed, 24. Immediately the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe, help me overcome my unbelief. So here the, Jesus was even working with this man to get his faith up to the right level. And so, you know, in, in case after case, uh, Jesus said, according to your faith, let it be done unto you. Jesus said to the woman with the issue of blood, your faith has made you whole. And so, why do I preach faith in the churches? Why do I always mix? Why, do, why am I always talking about faith? It's because it's important. People can't receive without it. Even salvation, when, you know, the Bible says in Timothy, it's God's will that everyone should be saved on this earth. So have a look at that. That's in 1 Timothy... Uh, Um, 1 Timothy chapter 2 Timothy, I lost Timothy where is Timothy disappeared you got it, can you read it Melena no, it. it's, it's just down there a little bit Timothy, Timothy, I got him, here we go Yeah, it's verse this two, 1 Timothy 2 verse 4 says this who wants all men to be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. So why aren't they? God, God wants everyone saved. And come to a knowledge of the truth. <coughs> so why doesn't he just come down here and get everybody saved? The Bible says... The Bible says that we can't be saved without faith. We've got to have a preacher show up and preach the gospel. Romans 10 says, let's look at Romans 10 and see what it says about how people get saved. It says here... Um, it says in verse 14, How can they call on the one they haven't believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching it to them? And that's what we are. We're preachers. We're, we're preachers of faith. And uh, in verse 17 it says, And consequently faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word of Christ. And 
Verse 8 talks about, doesn't it say that the word is near you, it's in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we are proclaiming. Can you read that in verse 8? Did you did you see that expression word do you see that expression word of faith? That's what we are doing. Every time we open our mouths, we need to be proclaiming faith in some part of God's Word. Here Paul is specifically talking about faith for becoming a Christian. But consequently it could be faith in healing, it could be faith in prosperity. And, uh, and then Paul goes on to say here in Romans chapter 10, uh, verse 10, sorry, verse 9, it says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it's with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it's with your mouth that you confess and are saved. So here we got salvation all mixed up with faith. To receive this salvation, this new birth, we've got to have faith. So here's the application for us guys. As preachers we've got to preach faith to our people. Because they can't receive the Holy Spirit or being, or being born again or anything unless they have some faith. If they want miracles to come in their lives. If they want any other life than just a normal natural life, they've got to exercise some faith. But as they exercise faith themselves, they will have miracles show up in their lives. As they stand on God's word for themselves and they believe it, they will see God's power show up every time. For us as ministers, we need to be constantly feeding ourselves on words of faith. I don't go near people who talk unbelief. I would rather hang out with a lot of drinking, smoking unbelievers than a load of religious people that are telling me that God doesn't do any miracles anymore. Unbelief is utter poison. And I also listen to lots of preaching uh, and read books that, that stimulate, that bring, not bring up my faith. I'm recording all these messages and I have been there for months. 
проповеди. I'm the best preacher in the world or anything. I'm just saying in this group, God has chosen me. To be proclaiming fair part of God's word to everyone. And you you need to hear everything I, I'm saying. I'm not trying to say that to sort of say. I'm so brilliant or anything like that. That, you know, just in the same way, you pastors aren't necessarily any better than your congregations. But God has chosen uh, Sashko to proclaim and be the preacher in Sedanania in these areas. Danny and Malakanari. All of us are pro- proclaimers, are preachers. And if people want the best out of going to Sashko's church, they've got to receive Sashko as a sent one from God. And when they look at Sashko, they think they don't look at his weaknesses. They, they go, no, God has anointed this man and he's got something from God for me. That's the very thing that they didn't do to Jesus in his hometown. They said, that's the carpenter's kid. Who does he think he is? And it stopped that connection. Now we know the verses here in Mark 11.23. And let's just read those through because we've used them, we've talked about them a lot. If you could just read Mark 11.23 and 24. And then I've got one more verse to go on to. It says here, Jesus is, this is the main sort of central teaching on faith. Oh, oh, let me read it and then it says, first of all it says, have faith in God in verse 22. Our faith is always in God, it's God that does the works. And then it says, I tell you the truth, if anyone says this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea. It doesn't doubt, it doesn't doubt in his heart, but believes what he says will happen, it will be done for him. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you receive it and it will be yours. And then, and verse 25, I think, goes with it. It says, when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive him. So, so that your Father in Heaven may forgive you your sins. One of the reasons we talk a lot about love 
И за това говорим за любовта. Is that love without love faith does not work. Защото без без любов вярата не действа. You cannot be fussing and fighting with everyone and tell me you're in faith. It's impossible. Не може да се разправяш и да се караш с всички около тебе и да и да си във вяра същевременно. When we start arguing and scrapping with people. Когато започнем да се караме и да се разправяме с хората. The angels sit down and wait for us to finish. Ангелите сядат и чакат да спрем. Because they God the 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 that that um that uh, anger stops faith. Защото тоа гняв којто задејства нас да се караме, тој спира вјерата. Now last scripture over here in the book of uh, Hebrews. Последниот стих е во книгата на Евреите, Царството на Евреите. It says this. It says Hebrews 10:35. It says, "Do, do not throw away your confidence; it will be richly rewarded." You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what He has promised. Verse 36. And then it says, and he it says, for he in just a little while he was coming will he he who is coming will come and will not delay. And verse 38 says, but my righteous one will live by faith, and if he shrinks back, I will not be pleased with him. Then it says, "We are not those who shrink back and are destroyed, but are those who believe and are saved." And then it goes on to some very famous verses all about faith. Now that word "saved" there doesn't necessarily mean salvation in this situation. Any time we receive an answer to prayer or healing, a miracle, that is part of salvation. Всеки път, когато Бог ни спасява от нещо, дали ще е изцеление, дали ще е освобождение от тяжест или каквото и да било, ние всъщност преживяваме спасение. That word save in, in the Greek language actually means a lot more than just going to heaven when you die. Самата дума спасение, всъщност от гръцки, която се е използвала, означава много други неща, освен It's talking about complete deliverance from everything that has come on this earth as a result of the curse and man's sin. But here it says in 35, do not throw away your confidence. You know, it's easy to look at half-finished buildings. It's easy to look at plots of land without any buildings. It's easy to look at, you know, empty seats. 
and get discouraged and turn to someone a guy saying working I'm going to go home I'm going to get I'm going to go back to civil engineering you know I'm going to go I'm going to go to Cyprus and work on a building site it's going to be a lot easier than this but this is throwing away our confidence this is saying that God didn't speak to us and really we didn't hear from God but we but we know he did <laughs> we know he called us. You know, you, you can actually, you know, you can, you can, you could take me and torture me, but I could not deny the fact that God has sent me here to work amongst, to work in this city. I know that I know that I know. Some things are my bright ideas. But, what, but being led to this city and working here is not my idea. God put me here. God supernaturally met me with everyone in this room. Including my wife. Together God has given us vision for all different stuff around this area. And so let's not throw any confidence away. Every dream God has given us, God will fulfill. So let's just keep our faith behind it. Keep calling those things that are not as though they are. I haven't done any work on a piece of land in privacy for probably four years. It was the last time I even walked on that land. I was with Danny when we worked on it. And yet, every time I drive past that piece of land, I could get out of the car and start crying. I could go and say, Malaya, what are we going to do? God seems to have forgotten Pravishti. But I look at that land and say, in Jesus' name, I believe there's a church there. It's going to be a community center for the whole village to get together in. In my mind's eye, I can see that building, I can see the Romis coming, I can see the Bulgarians coming. People who backslidden are going to come back. And they're going to receive messages that just light their hearts up and light their faith up towards God. Proповеди и тях, които ти възслова, което ще подпалва и ще под... 
And that will happen. If I don't this if I don't throw away my confidence in what God has said to me. So that's what I felt the Lord say today. Would like anyone else like to add stuff in on that? Questions, whatever. Um, I'm trying to find it. Um, Proverbs 29.18. Here it says, um, Where there is no revelation or vision, the people cast off restraints. But blessed is, yeah. Well, it says, it, it, it says it, doesn't it say there, where there is no vision, the people perish? What does it say? It says revelation. It says where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraints. Yeah, yeah. It, it says, when there is no vision, the people perish. Yeah, That's what it says in King James, isn't it? Yeah, no, but yeah. it says prophetic vision. It's yeah, yeah. more than just a vision. It's actually given from God vision. Yeah, yeah. And Sashko, that is what we're working with, is prophetic visions. Uh, these are visions that God has given us. And we need to put these keep we need to keep the vision in front of the people. And one of the things I, I was going to talk about, but I didn't, is actually seed faith. It's planting a financial seed to get the, the money that we need to, for the buildings. I believe very much in this. And I don't want to lay out all the scriptures now because there isn't time. But I do believe that you could plant a seed and then God gives maybe a bigger seed and then you plant that seed and eventually you end up reaping a harvest of all the money that you need. There's a guy, uh, Shagan knows the, the guy, he's in, he's in, a, he's in Nigeria, but probably a lot poorer than Bulgaria. With no Western money whatsoever, so no money coming in from America and England and other places. They, by, by planting seed, financial seed and reaping financial harvest, they built an auditorium that holds 50,000 people. They got a university. They literally carved this complex out of the jungle. 
And they've had over 200 million dollars worth of money come into that ministry. From people a lot poorer than, than are around here. So I, I think that's one thing I believe in. So I'm talking about faith in God, not in the Westerners. I believe there's a way for things to go quicker than they're going at the moment. And one of the things I'm so excited about these Monday mornings is that God is leading us into this truth. И за това, което много ми харесва тези понеделници, че Бог наводи в Неговата истина. Не е ли Божия Дух Той, който наводи във всяка истина? И като знаем истината, тя не освобождава. И аз профетикли, Things are going to go quicker. Things are going to go quicker. And we're going to see, we're going to see things move. Mountains get out of our way quicker than they ever done before. But it will come when all of our faith level get up higher. Mine, yours. We all need to be more holy and more committed. Because we're not waiting on God, God is waiting on us. I don't even like that expression, we're waiting on the Lord. Because sometimes it just sounds like God is just not doing his job. And it's not, that's not the case, you know. 